Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, time-displaced alchemists with no goal in mind, the remnants of a catastrophic event, opportunistic trading company employees, enslaved archers with spiritual eyes, and Isekai-style antics. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Monger View, episode 351. The alchemist who survived now dreams of a quiet city life. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger View. Some podcasts and vague reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. This is your host Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful, amazing, and informative podcast. Hope you guys have been doing good for the last week. I've been pretty chill, pretty relaxed. I'm excited because tomorrow I am going to see Weathering With You with... Greta and podcasting correspondent and friend Doug Wilder from AnimeCons.tv. We're going to go see that. I'm excited because I didn't get to check it out at Anime NYC, and I hope it's as good as your name. It might be, might not. We're going to have to wait and see. But hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're doing good. And I cannot believe I forgot. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connected enhanced narratives. Now, what the hell does that mean? Pretty much... Every episode, we talk about one or two manga series, and we tell you the pros and cons about it. How the art style is, the characters are, the overarching plot, if it's adapted well from its source material, and if it's worth investing your time in. You have to agree with Anthony and I, my co-host, say, but we try to be enlightening, educational, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at zan, that's X-A-N, at S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N.com. So, zan at we're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, Spotify, and various other social media sites. Just type in Spirekin and you'll find us. Also, follow us, check us out, like us. And if you want to do something kind of cool, go to tinyurl.com forward slash helpzan, so H-E-L-P-X-A-N, and it'll take you to the Apple Podcast site for Spirekin Monger View. Go there, leave a like. Leave a comment. It's kind of a way of putting a little tip in the tip jar and letting me know that you value the podcast. It gives me a little bit more hope that people are listening and it gives me more energy to want to do this podcast for so long. Because we've been doing this since 2008 and we're going to keep going as long as we can. Even though so many other podcasts have faded, we're going to still go, still strive to be the best that we can be. Also, if you are a podcaster and want me to be on your show, email me. I am always down for guest starring on a podcast. So, now that that's out of the way, and we've talked about how you guys have been doing, how we've been doing, what's new with us, let's get to it, shall we? Because, as usual, it's time for the releases for the week. And since all mangas come out on Tuesday, kind of cool because American and U.S. comics come out on Wednesday, mangas come out on Tuesday, and then anime comes out throughout the week. So, it's kind of weird, but we got a bunch of releases this week, and I'm kind of excited because... For January 14th, we've got some which I'm totally picking up this week. Now, the first one is Case Closed, Volume 73, for you Detective Conan fans. Himoto Umaru-chan, Volume 8, definitely picking that one up. Hitorim Jimi, My Hero, Volume 6. If I Could Reach You, Volume 3. Knights of Sidonia, The Master Edition, those are the omnibuses, everybody, Volume 4. Persona 5, Volume 1. Now, I'm intrigued by that. I love Persona 5. I'm picking up the, the re-edition, but I don't know if the manga's going to be as good. We'll see. Pokemon Sun and Moon, Volume 6. Radiant, Volume 9. Satoko and Nada, Volume 3. There's only one volume left after that. 
Splatoon Volume 8, the Homestuck Epilogues. Technically considered a manga because finally someone picked up Homestuck and it's now being released as Tonko Bonds, but yeah, it's they're comics, but we're called mangas. The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess, Volume 6. To Love Ru, Darkness, Volume 14. Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out, Volume 2. Yamada-kun and the Seven Witches, 21-22, the manga. And finally, Yokai Watch, Volume 13, the manga. So this week was super not heavy on light novels at all. There was none. We've got a lot of great mangas. The two that I'm really excited for are Satoko Anada and uh, Umaru-chan because they're like crack. I love them so much. Uh, I'm kind of interested in Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess Volume 6 because that manga has been really interesting. I love how they twisted the story and they made it completely different from the video game and I like where it's going. So I can't wait to see that. The one that I'm kind of, besides Homestuck, the one that I'm really pushing against that I don't want to check out is Uzaki-chan wants to hang out because it seems like it's just a really bad, porny gag manga. If you've read Uzaki-chan, let me know. I'm, it's a bit on the wheel, but what are your feelings about that series? Let me know. So, now that that's out of the way, let's get to the other fun part. Yes, we're talking about the manga review of the day, because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to be there reviewing a manga that was written by... Uzata Nonohata and Guru Mizoguchi. It's kind of weird because if you look at the release schedule of who released it and who wrote it, it gets kind of dicey because this is an adaptation of a light novel. But the character design is by Ox. Now, this came out in 2017, still coming out. There are six volumes of the light novel. There's two manga volumes. We're obviously reviewing the manga because light novels go in our bookshelf series. This was published by Enterbrain Katakawa, a.k.a. Yen Press. Love that. And it is a fantasy shoujo slice of life series that kind of borders on Izakai, but isn't Izakai. And the series we're talking about is Ikinokori Renkin Jutsuchi wa Machide Suzuki ni Kurashite. Or, The Alchemist Who Survived Now Dreams of a Quiet City Life. Now, when I first heard about this, I heard the title was The Last Alchemist, Dreams of a City Life. I think that would have flowed a little better, but hey, it's if the alchemist who survived now dreams of a quiet city life, that works. And that fits the concept of this story because it is kind of weird. Because the whole premise is our main character, Mariella, lives in the kingdom of Endalgia. Which, according to her description, because it is kind of first-person-y at first, the whole thing is it's a small country that's bordered by the fell forest and a steep mountain range, and it has an abundance of minerals, and it's by the rich earth, so it's prosperous, so it's a small, powerful kingdom that rivals the capital, which is kind of cool. Tons of people live there. They're trying to make their names, experienced explorers, uh, merchants are catering to them, and in the middle is the citadel city which is the big part which everyone lives in and that's where morelia's was born she was an orphan and she was kind of adopted by a mysterious alchemist that she calls master and she's become a successful alchemist she's not good she's not bad she's okay and she's good she makes potions that's her gig however something happened one day when the fell forest became essentially 
overrun with monsters, and the monsters came to destroy the city. They came overrunning it. They called it a stampede. And Morelia was kind of freaking out about this, but she had some provisions. Inside of her house, she had a hidden room underneath the floorboards. And the deal was she's going to go down there, activate a circle, and when this magical circle is activated, it's going to put Morella in a state of suspended animation till the stampede is over. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It'll be done quick. However, when she wakes up, she notices there's a bunch of plants everywhere, and the trap door she had has rotted away, and there's no house. She's like, what the hell happened? And then she remembers. She was in an enclosed space, and she brought a lantern down there. The lantern ate away all the oxygen in the room. So the only way for the spell to activate was there had to be more oxygen, and it took until the door rotted away. So she's like, crap, this is this sucks, but hey, all the plants that were really rare that were around me are now overgrown. But it's not that bad. It's probably been a year, two years. And she ends up just going around seeing everything that's going on. She doesn't know how long she was asleep for. She's thinking it's probably maybe a year, a couple of weeks. And she's like, don't worry, I shouldn't be depressed. Everything's going to be fine. All going to be good. She ends up making a bunch of medicine for herself because she's good at that. She's not the super amazing alchemist like, say, someone from Full Metal Alchemist, but she's good. She knows how to make decent level potions, mid-level, low-level, and a couple of high-level potions, but she knows how to make the basics. The best thing is that she's able to incorporate the environment around her, the plants around her, to do things. Like, she grabs a bunch of weeds and says, okay, mix these up here. Now I've got a monster warding skirt made of monster warding herbs. Perfect. We'll be fine. She ends up making a bunch of healing potion, and then she makes a monster warding potion just to be on the safe side because she's not a fighter. She's kind of the support character. But that's what she does. So she's getting stuff together because she has to rebuild what she lost. I mean, it's been, you know, it's a couple of years. She's got to be like, okay, I got to get my money together. I'll go to the town. I'll find out what happened. But first off, I want to get a bed because I was sleeping on a floor. She was lying down on the floor for however long it was, and her back kind of hurts a little bit. So she's like, I'll go to town. It'll all be good. And as she's walking, she notices things are a little different. The road that she was used to is now overgrown. It's still there, but it's not as clear as it used to be. The farmlands are gone. And as she's noticing this, suddenly she sees a bunch of carts being attacked by monsters, like wolves. And she's like, oh, crap. This, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And she figures out, you know what I'll do? I don't know if they're bandits. I don't know if there's. But if I save them, then maybe they'll leave me alone. They'll help me out. So she takes one of her monster ward repellents her spray she throws it and it makes the monsters bolt these wolves run away and they're like hey was that a was that a magical potion to ward monsters wow thank you are you a forest spirit it's like no I'm just me i just saw and i wanted to help you out well listen um you can help us out hi my name is Lieutenant Marex, this is Lynx, and we're part of the Black Iron Freight Corps. If you hadn't shown up, we would have been in a lot of trouble. So how about we buy that off of you? Do you have any other medicine? And she had like a potion. She's like, I can give you a potion too. Okay, how about I give you... Um, and she's thinking in her head, maybe they'll give me a couple of coppers, you know, because generally these potions are five coppers, ten coppers, twenty at the most. How about two silver coins? Wait, wait, what? Two silver coins? That's... And she's calculating this. She's like, that's 100 copper. That's 200 copper. She's like, wait, what? Did, it, did the prices go up that much um, since I've been gone? I mean, has there been inflation? Is bread now 50 copper? What? It's like, oh, oh, you're being a hard bargain. Okay, we'll give you one gold piece. And she's like, what? One gold piece is, is 
ten giant silver. So she is mind-boggled. Like, they're paying her so much for her, her wares. And she agrees, and they're going to take her into town. She's going to find out what's going on. They, they thank her. She'll sell them more stuff, maybe. We'll see. They're just kind of talking. She's riding. It's like... In the front, because she's hitching a ride, and the wagon will take them to what the captain says is the Labyrinth City. And she's a little confused, like, it was the Citadel City, but I guess they changed to the Labyrinth City. And as she's riding around and riding towards the city, she notices that all the buildings that, for her, yesterday were perfectly fine, are crumbled, they're ruins. And she's like, it seems like the stampede only happened yesterday, but just how much time has passed? I mean... The crowded buildings that stood here, the shops and stores overflowing with goods, the hustle and bustle, they're all gone. And he's horrified by this. And she's like, I hope someone got out. And Link's like, yeah, people got out. I mean, they're now living in the, the city now. I mean, their offsprings are. It was 200 years ago. And this just completely shocks Morella because... Like I said, she thinks it's yesterday, and it's been 200 years. This is Captain America level. I was in ice for 70 years, but 200 years. A lot has changed. And as she enters the city, she discovers a lot of things, which are intriguing and scary at the same time, because she discovers that her cheap potions that she thought were mediocre and okay, like her pain potions, her healing potions, her war potions, all these potions she knows... No one makes them anymore. They're in kind of high demand. And it's cool because Morella is an Indosian pact bearer. She's someone who communicates with spirits and ley lines to perform alchemy. And the ley lines are so good. She knows how to do this. No one else knows how to do this. So she can make quite a bit of coin as long as no one tries to exploit her. And that's the series premise is she's existing in this world while hiding out, hiding the fact that she's an alchemist. And being in this world and doing things that it's there. And she's being helped by the Black Iron Freight Corps, but they also want her to make potions for them, and they want to sell potions for her. And the crazy part is that they don't know where she got the potions from, but she says, I I can get you potions. She doesn't say she can make them, but she says, I can get them for you, but, so we'll make a deal. And they're like, okay, sure, we can make a deal. Um, well, so you make us potions, we'll sell them, and 40%, and she's like, oh god, 40, 40, 30 to 40%, that's I can live on that, I think, if we sell it for... Like, well, we'll keep... That's our cut. She's like, what? That's a little low, isn't it? So they... Because of the scare, yeah, the scarcity of these medicines, she's going to make a lot of money quick. And she can't do this alone, because as they enter the city, you discover what the Black Iron Freight Corps was hauling, because they had a shipment that they're bringing into the Labyrinth City. And what were they bringing this time well they're bringing slaves in and it starts off very dark already and the first slave that we see is this this man beard long hair and they say that they can't even get two silvers for him he he can't walk he's got damage to his right and left leg his right arm he's missing an eye and it's just pretty pathetic and they're probably going to kill him or use him to work in a dungeon and Morella ends up buying the slave partly because she feels bad for him, but also as a slave, he can't talk about her secrets and he'll be totally subservient to her. So it's kind of bad that she's buying a slave, 
but she's going to be using it to kind of help him out. It's very similar to the issue with Rise of the Shield Hero when Nafumi, the Shield Hero, bought Raftalia. It's a kind of controversial, this is kind of screwed up, it might be for good, but it's still screwed up. Yeah, it's a similar premise of that. And so she ends up taking him in, discovers that he's treated like garbage, and she's treating him like a normal human being. And it's kind of frowned upon, like he's not supposed to sit in chairs, but she says sit in chair, be there for him. And Lynx kind of tells him, you have to help her out. I mean, you're her slave, but be her bodyguard, be there for her. And she ends up healing him and fixing him up a little bit. Like she pours, she pours her healing potion on his arms, gets rid of the misma from the uh, bites of the wolves, and they heal. He's, he's able to move it, and then she makes a better potion, and then he's able to bend forward, bend back, and she promises that she will use a potion to fix his eye. In a kind of like bonus chapter, we discover that his eye is actually like a ghost eye. So it gave him superpowers. He was considered a B-list hero because his eye gave him special abilities, but he lost his eye in a fight. Kind of really screwed up and depressing. However, the whole sum of it is that because he has a magical spirit eye, it can't be fixed unless there's a specific alchemaic potion that's used that no one remembers how to do. But our main character is an alchemist. Probably foreshadowing that she's going to fix his eye and he's going to have superpowers. But... That's what this is. It's She's now establishing herself in this city. She currently lives renting a room at the Drawbridge Pavilion where this girl named Yagu is kind of helping them out. You have uh, the guy, Siegfried, who is her slave, as I said. And then you have a couple of other individuals she meets besides the Black Iron Frey crew. There's a guy named Gark who a, owns a herbal supply shop who when she walks in, she's like, she sees all the supplies and she's like, these are horrible quality. Um, do you have anything that's not dried out and like more fresh? And he's like, oh, yeah, all the fresh stuff's in the back, but unless you know what you're talking about, you ain't going to understand a bit of it, you damn rookie. And she looks at it and she's able to tell exactly what's wrong with each thing that's dried. She's like, this was, the temperature was too high in this one. This one was pickled in the wrong fermentation agent. This one was diced incorrectly, so that makes it completely wrong. And the old man's like, Wait, you are you a foreigner? You're real. Wow. Oh, okay, you're serious. What do you need? <laughs> and once he discovers she's serious, he helps her out really well, and he's able to give her more information about all the different herbs that are in the area. Also, tries to help her find some vials. Doesn't have any, but he's gonna pretty much. I'm assuming be the person that she sells to in the future. That's what they're setting up, and that is the. Manga in a nutshell, it just sets up all the characters in this first volume, sets up what's going on. Now, apparently this is only a third of the first light novel, so I don't know where it's going, but I gotta say I'm intrigued by it. Yen Press brought a manga which it's very different than what we're used to, and it's one where it's a different type of slice of life. It's not the typical... Oh, I'm going to work today. Yay. Or, oh, I'm going to school today. Yay. Or, oh, I'm a bad guy and it's my day off. Yay. Or, oh, I'm Shar Aznable and I'm living in an apartment building. I'm going to make tofu in my hat today. Yay. No, this is something which is a little different. This is how to deal with your in the future and you have to make money. And it is slice of life. It is supernatural and fantasy filled. And I got to say... 
I do like it. I do like that aspect of it. Now, the art style that Ox does is tremendous. Some of the visuals for the uh, alchemic circles are really well done. The drawings for magic are cool. I like how Siegfried, Sig, is drawn. I like that he has his branding circle right on his chest and how his wounds as they heal, they, they look less decrepit, less rotted, but when they're really messed up, they look rotted and messed up. There's a lot of chibi in this series, so it's okay. It's not great. It's kind of more Morella's chibi form, like she's being super excited about stuff, so she goes chibi while everyone else stays normal. It has that shoujo style, which a lot of people seem to enjoy, and I think that a lot of people would enjoy it. The title does push a lot of people away because it is an obnoxious title. It's not just like Just Now or Alchemist Life or Quiet Life. No, it's the alchemist who survived now dreams of a quiet city life. It's pretty long. However, I say ignore the title and definitely read this manga. It's a lot of fun. It's different. And I do enjoy the fact that it's one where it's done something very unusual with a typical trope. It's not an isekai. It's a time travel one, which it's turned into a slice of life of just the mundane day-by-days of being an alchemist in the future. It kind of scratches my um, bison wolf itch a little bit, where it's like, okay, this is an alternative world, and it's not advent- it's adventure, but it's more like bureaucracy. But this one seems to be more like mercantile. I hope it's a little like um, Ascendance of a Bookworm, but we're going to have to wait and see. However, that being said, it does lose points. Now, besides the point that I said with... Siegfried being a slave and them essentially beating him at one point and all that nonsense. The manga does take place in a fantasy world and it's not a lot of action happens, not a lot happens. It's just she wakes up, saves them using a potion, and then it's her walking around town buying stuff. And then she spends part of the later half of the manga cleaning up a guy, washing him, pouring water on him, and then going into the woods to make sand into vials that's pretty much this entire plot broken down into one shot for the first volume it's gonna increase i guarantee it but that first volume it's a little it's a little rough little not much happens if you you're into the action fight fight or if you're into the procedural stuff where every chapter something different happens is a different story so that may be a deterrent however i do enjoy this series i think it's going to be well done and I'm excited to see where it goes. For that reason, I'm going to have to give this Bar From A Friend and Don't Return Unless Offered Pocky. Totally worth it. It's worth checking out. It's worth buying. And I'm going to put the light novel on my list of things to review. And we're going to talk about the light novel in a couple of weeks. Hopefully. Because I've got a lot of other stuff to review on the Spirekin bookshelf. Because we've got some real books also. Including maybe a Stephen King book. Anyway. If you've read this manga, let me know what you think about it. Let me know what your thoughts on this whole concept is. Email me, zansparkin.com or sparkin at gmail.com. Also, random question for the day. What would you do if you woke up and it's 200 years later? What would you do? Let me know. Direct message me or message me. Also, check out any of our earlier episodes, www.sparkin.com. Email me personally, zansparkin.com. And let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one. 
that only Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What I've done is I've assigned a manga to each of the slots. What we're going to do is we're going to spin this wheel. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review episode 352. So I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of perplexed. And, well, like I said, let's see what's going to happen. Okay, somebody just fell on the floor, sorry. Uh, number nine again. Oh, well. So, in the next episode, we're reviewing a manga, which I have no idea what it's about. All I know is the title is After Hours. Should be good? Might not be? I don't know. We're going to find out, definitely. But we'll do that together. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys are doing well. If you are able to, by tomorrow or this week, go watch Weathering With You. We need more support for anime that's in theaters. So we get more really awesome stuff. I want to see Demon Slayer in a theater in the States. So that in order for that to happen, we have to support every single anime release that's in theater. So go get tickets. <sighs> anyway, I guess that's it. Thank you guys for listening. This is your host, Zan. I am Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. Keep reading manga. Bye.